I always say that like art always ages better than graphics. Yeah. If you have a if you have an art style that is fully realized and that is, you know, where you have a, you know, you have the game that you want to look a certain way and you get it to look that way. Thanks, love. Um you like that game is still going to look good 20 years later. Yeah, like you can play you, you can play Streets of Rage 2 with no problem today. Yeah. Like you, you have no You put that you put your effort into making the game look a certain way. And that way is not realistic. It's just a realized art style. Yeah, it's, well, it's sort of like how Final Fantasy VII and stuff is, is, is it, I mean, to be blunt, it's fucking ugly as hell, uh-huh. right? Like, it's, yeah. a, it's a horrible-looking game. Same with Final Fantasy VIII. Eight actually yeah. looks really ugly, too, because they went for, like, realistic models. Whereas they went for nine, proportions. Yeah, and, and, but nine kind of captures the sort of aside from some weird janky fmvs because they ran out of money and stuff of course yeah they uh well or half fmv half just character models sitting in an fmv i don't think you can say that square enix ran out of money for fmvs well i think they they have infinity dollars for fmvs they just like yeah but wasn't that that i'm pretty sure they had just lost an enormous amount of money on uh their live action movie and stuff Oh yeah, probably. So I'm I'm pr- I don't know because there's no reason for Final Fantasy IX's end game cutscene to actually have the in game model running on an FMV like vine. It looks oh, so yeah, fucking weird. Oh yeah, I remember weird. that. Like I thought that so, was a I thought that was a stylistic choice though. I thought that yeah, was like sure. it's, it's. I think it's a stylistic. <laughs> we can't afford to finish this or something. I don't. No, I think know. it's because they wanted you to feel like you were playing the cutscene. Yeah, that's probably. That could be true. Because there's a similar thing that Final Fantasy VIII does, where you're running in the foreground while all the FMV, like, explosions and war stuff is going on in the background. Yeah. Like, it's a thing they've done before. I think it just looks more jank in in FF9 because the models are what they are. Yeah. And it's... In eight, it wasn't a full FMV that they were running behind, I don't think. I think it was... I could be wrong. I don't know. I just I remember think thinking it is it was, the the it scene that I'm thinking of. Okay. Like, I'm like I don't know how to find it. Yeah. I mean, I believe you. I it was just I just remember in nine thinking that that was such a strange, a strange decision. Whatever the whatever the reasoning. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it it's matter. like looking at it now. I could see that is like. I could see that as a possible like cost cutting measure, but I don't see I don't see how they'd actually like they already made the FMV. Yeah. Right? So it's not like the FMV isn't there. Like it would be a cost cutting measure to me if they if they were to make it not an FMV at all and just mm-hmm. do the entire ending in game. But like I think the idea there is they wanted to make it playable. And because it seems to me that like making the FMV for the background and then having you still control it in the foreground. So you have like those. Two oh, you don't. Con- yeah, but you don't control it at all. Oh, I thought I, I was thinking of a spot where you where you actually control this, the character. No, in this particular part, you have no control. It's mm. it's it's actually just a bunch of vines flying at during the screen, your character jumping around and stuff. And it just all it's all automated. If okay, you were controlling yeah. it, I wouldn't have a second thought. Okay, like then I'm thinking of I'm thinking of a different thing. Maybe I'm just thinking of that FF8 cutscene where you're running with the 
with all the war stuff going on in the background. I know. Yeah, I do remember what you're talking about now. I, I got to play it again. I, I mean, it's such a it's it's honestly such a horrible story, but it's like a really fun, bad story. Eight or nine? Eight, eight. Yeah. I, I love I love nine story. It's it's a lot of people hate it, but I, I don't I love... remember nine story. So the thing I like about Nine Story the most is that it's one of the very few games, like RPGs that uh, from Square, that has a complete, like you feel com- totally complete when it's all done. There's mm. there's no there's no weird nonsense. Where, well, they they try to get a little nonsensical with Necrophos or Necros or whatever the hell's name was. Not Necrophos, uh, Necron, the big blue floating thing at the super final boss. That's like I control all of fate and time and space. It's basically the like some speech from Star Wars or something. Yeah. But yeah. um, he he uh, that that was like whatever. But otherwise, it's just like a love story, and that's that's kind of fun. Very rarely ours is an RPG boiled down to. One one person likes another person. The end. Yeah, like basically, like that's that's the whole, and it even has the whole fun little play, where where Zidane reveals himself and and Garnett's like, oh my god, you're not dead, and everyone's so happy. I don't know. It's just kind of like it's just nice because like seven, I love Final Fantasy seven, big surprise, but the ending to it is leaves you know a lot open. In fact, mm. <laughs> not that much is explained when you really start to dive into seven and things. Right, um, right, and then eight. It's a eight's a eight's this game that's like hey this is a cool story I like this oh this is interesting you're in the past oh that's kind of fun you're controlling is it your dad I don't know uh, then you're like oh okay we're all from the same orphanage yeah this is just nonsense now <laughs> I think that I think that Final Fantasy VIII has the problem of its world is more interesting than its conflict. <laughs> Yeah, you know, well, like it, the, like it, some of the stuff, the the gardens and everything, and the they're cool. Like, yeah, some of the like the uh, the different countries and like triple triad, like the way that world comes together is yeah, really like interesting. Triad. Some of the individual characters are pretty good, and yeah, except for like the main cast. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Now, now that I'm actually going through it, it's like. I like, like, <laughs> like two of the girls, and that's it. <laughs> well, and Quistus, Quistus, or whatever, in the opening cutscene is literally trying to sleep with her student, which is not a, it's not wrong. It's just kind of funny, because it's, like, well, maybe it's a little wrong. I don't, I don't remember how old each of them are supposed to be, but, you know, whatever. I believe they <laughs> are a year a apart in age. Oh, okay, okay. I believe they are literally 17 and 18. Yeah, I guess Final Fantasy VII is the only Final Fantasy where the characters are actually adults. <laughs> I mean, some of them. Well, even, even I think Yuffie's probably the youngest. I think she's a kid, but everybody else is Yuffie, I remember, is ancient. 16, I think. Because, like, Cloud's, like, mid-20s or something. That's, like, ancient for an RPG character. Is he? A JRPG, isn't he? I thought I could that, be wrong. Like, Maybe he's, like, mid-low early 20s? like sid is like 28 and they all call him old man is he really uh, maybe you're right yeah maybe, maybe like, like 31 21. i think cloud's like 21 isn't he let's see i don't know i'm looking final fantasy 7 oh yeah he's 21 okay that's still like 21's pretty old 20s for a jrpg <laughs> is 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 getting up there it's getting it's it's how old is sid it's time to retire Sid is, in, he's 32, yeah, he's old man, 30, we're older than Sid, <laughs> Sid was in outer space twice. <laughs> hmm. Let me see here. 
Yeah, I was. I totally nailed it. Squall is seventeen, and um, I hear her name lately most often pronounced Keistus. Keistus, okay. But I don't know if that's correct. But anyway, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, um, Lucia yeah. saw the name and thought it was S- Quinoa at first. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we ended up calling her sometimes. Yeah, she's uh, she's eighteen, and Squall okay. is seventeen. Okay, so fine. So that that that's not so they are then. they are like because she's you know she's an instructor but also like child prodigy yeah whatever it's jrpg ages are actually irrelevant they are because, completely irrelevant because from somewhere between the one 14... who is a child is 500 <laughs> somewhere between somewhere between 14 and 17 or maybe even 16 is like the equivalent of someone anywhere from the ages of actually being 14 to being something like i don't know 50 or whatever that that would be a reasonable amount of life experience for these people to right. to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, because they love the, they love the the act of like let's put a let's put a teacher in the crew, yeah. But we can't actually make them an adult because that's a buzzkill. No one likes adults. 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 <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Like, it has to be a child prodigy who graduated from everything at the age of 10 so they can be a teacher, but still the same age. And then they can have awkward scenes like I was just talking about, but it's not actually awkward. It's totally fine. Totally fine. (laughs) I don't know. I always read that scene. I always read that scene differently. Like, it's obviously, like, inappropriate from a student-teacher relationship, but I don't think she has any real intent there. I think she's... I think, like, I think she's basically just, like, Squall's just this surly, grumpy guy, so she just kind of pokes at him, like, ha-ha, you must like me. And he's like, no. (laughs) And and she's like, yeah, I know, I just wanted to get a reaction, because you're easy to predict. I have a really fun photo from Final Fantasy VIII, where it's, like, it's early on when they're in the beginning of the, like, they're at the ball or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. And uh, it says something like, you're the life of the party or whatever is the dialogue or something like that. Or I, you're God. the best looking guy here. You're the best looking guy here. Yeah. And then <laughs> the, the, the zoom in on is, his face is <laughs> just a monstrous amalgamation of pixels. Yes. I love, I love that. image That's so the much. best. Um, cause it like the next, the next image like zooms in. Yeah, exactly. Yep. That, that's, that's and it's the just one like, that. it's this disfigured, like, I think this is maybe supposed to be a face, <laughs> but think... it's just, like, five big blocky pixels. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. That was fun. I'm telling you, 3D video games from that era. Like Yeah. The, yeah, there's not the much ones, to say. The ones that you can go back to and they still feel fresh and new, like, like they still feel like something that would be made today. Yeah. Those ones are the 3D ones, or the 2D ones. Like, like Bloodstained is a slightly upscaled version of Symphony of the Night, but is ultimately the same game, and it's great. And it, well, and, and, it and people, up. well, and what's what's really crazy is that I'm I'm you you could very easily argue that you like the art style of Symphony of the Night better, mm-hmm. right? That's that's kind of very much unbelievable. So. It's it that's sort of insane. A game that came out more than 20 years ago could be considered better looking than uh, the newer version of it only because of the 
the art direction of it. Whereas you'll never yeah. say that about there. There is no 3D game that you'll ever say that about. I don't think. But if there was maybe one. maybe maybe Wind Waker, because of the uh, because of the art style is so again unique. the art style like they pulled off a particular art style like so like Wind Waker right now like currently yeah looks phenomenal like yeah. it it looks great yeah it you is could, an you could, incredible looking game you would be happy to boot that up and play it there'd be no you, you know you what is you not an incredible looking game now <laughs> what twilight princess yeah no i mean twilight princess was questionable as, but yeah it does not that game does not look good but like at the time yeah it looked everybody good. everybody screamed at nintendo when they got toon link i didn't i was so happy but like it was a whole big thing because oh no they no I, I was that... the weird one I was for sure the odd man out in that. But argument. you remember, like you remember the quote unquote controversy. No, absolutely. I, that's what I mean is that I was the weird one in the sense that I was like, oh, I don't know. I I thought Toon Link was awesome, um, but but that's not what people wanted. I was right. People they wanted... showed the they showed the tech demo. Yeah, that was I mean, like that was a sweet looking dark, tech demo. hyper realistic, and everyone wanted that. Yeah. Just the same way as like, just the same way as like Final Fantasy fans screamed at Square Enix after they showed an FF7 tech demo for the PS3. Yeah, yeah. God, I'll never forget that tech demo being like it's gonna happen. All of my, 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 my good friend Joy was like, uh, "Yeah, it's never happening. They're never remaking this." Like, no, they're gonna remake it someday. They they wouldn't just make a tech demo. And every year I always held out. And then the year they finally announced the the remake, I was so excited. I mean. When enough people, like, I, I always look at it like it's a, it was a, it was a glass break moment for them. It was an emergency glass break of like, yeah, our, our franchise, it like, Final Fantasy is like almost not an A-list property anymore. Oh, it's not. Like, it's, it's, it's hard to even. so far. Yeah, no. Now, it's... a lot of people play 14 and really, really, really like you 14 can't, I, MMOs don't count. It's not but, that it doesn't count as a as a video game. I don't mean that. I mean it doesn't count as a Final Fantasy game. I don't think it's 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 not. It's not a Final Fantasy game. It, it falls it, under a different category. Like it is good for what it is. Yeah, and I but say it's that an MMO. I say that knowing that a lot of people really like it, but that I don't really care. Sure, sure. That's. Um, I mean, well, it's not that. It's yeah, but the, the difference is that you don't care not because you don't care. You don't care just because you just don't like mmos like that style of basically yeah literally <laughs> just social interaction the video game I mean, uh, yeah basically the um i think that the um like the the final fantasy brand is built on these like grandiose single player um rpg experiences and right now like I don't think Final Fantasy is most people's favorite franchise when it comes to a single player RPG experience. Well, especially new newcomers to uh, RPGs, I would say, right? Yeah, like, like at this point, there, I think there's a... that you're you're looking in the direction of a of a Persona, or you're looking towards like Western RPGs, like. Or like Western, like action styled RPGs, like Skyrim or Fallout. What are what are other big, uh, like Persona, and and what Dragon Quest Tales? Um, Tales, yeah. Dragon Quest is a is a hard sell because it's like they 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 that's they're so infrequent in how often they come out. 
Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, they don't. I mean, Persona, I guess, is similar. It's just that Persona, I, <laughs> I guess that I love, don't get me wrong, I've played just about every single Dragon Quest uh, and, and all of that jazz, but they're all pretty much the same game. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I mean, Persona feels Persona could fall. You could you could say the same thing about Persona's combat, but each the story and the the world building in Persona is so unique. The world in each Persona game is completely fresh and new. Yeah. Um, they they really like they really pick a a sort of aesthetic they want to go for and just like realize the hell out of that. It's another. Yeah. It's it's yet another like art over art and style over realism uh-huh. right like that's they they have a particular art style they want to go with and that just inundates everything everything about the game is informed by that by that stylistic yeah. choice R- realistic but, choices for rpgs did, did you ever play the last remnant <laughs> no <laughs> i considered it i i looked at it i was like i might play that and then i just I, didn't same thing with lost odyssey lost odyssey was awesome that's what that, everyone says. Holy shit, that game was so good. Honest to God, I I loved that game so much. Um, I I I mm. of that generation. Xenoblade is also. Oh, Xenoblade. Yeah, that's, that's a, a that's one. a that's a pretty big one now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Even if it's just the first game, three times. Um, I didn't play the other ones, so. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I have two, and I always meant to get into it, but... Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I played it for, like, four hours, five hours, and then I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do something else for a little bit, and then I was like, shit. <laughs> See, I did that gone. with one as well, because I got locked into all these, like, side questy fetch quest things, and I was like, this isn't worth it, and I don't remember what I'm doing in the story. <laughs> like, running around on this map and picking up a hundred of everything, hoping that one of them's a, wa- a rare drop, is yeah. the worst feeling. <laughs> did you end up beating it? Yeah, I did. Because I got halfway but, through that game <laughs> twice, and that's why I decided not to buy it on the Switch. But I did what I do with just about every RPG that I play, which is play it obsessively until I'm 70 to 80% done with it, drop it for 6 to 12 months, and then come back to it and finish it when I don't remember what's going on in the story. <laughs> is that what you're going to do with um, uh, Fire Emblem now that the, the new one's coming out? I mean, I'm going to... Oh, you mean the well, old one? Well, it's new for us, folks. It's true. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter because they're not like they're connected stories. But well, no. But it sometimes it feels good to like complete a game, to, in a yeah. Series and to I mean, not start a new a, a different <laughs> yeah, game in a series ex- when there's another one that you've left unfinished. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. No. Like I do need to finish three. Like, and I am on a game finishing kick right now. Like, I mean, hey, we do we do one every week. Yeah. But I mean, not just that, like big games, like I w- streaming, I've always like been obsessed with I need to make sure that I uh, keep a variety of things because like maybe not everyone's into Yakuza. Maybe not everyone's into Link to the Past or this or that or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I need to make sure I keep other people around by streaming other things to try to capture as you know, like as many possible people as possible. Sure. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like yes, I need to yes. like try to put something for everyone mm-hmm. up there. Um, And now I'm like, you know what? I'm really tired of half finishing games. 
like really tired. Yeah, dude, just get in there. So just like, here's what we're going to do. Yakuza 7, Like a Dragon, comes out in like three weeks. And there's this 13 Sentinels game that I'm really into. And they're both heavily story driven. And I'm just going to play them. And then we're going to finish them. And we're all going to. And the result of that has been like, I am more into it. And everyone like, and the audience is more into it because they can actually, because it's actually consistent. So they can somewhat follow what's going on instead of getting a drip feed of like one stream per week or two. Yeah. Where everyone forgets what's going on. So like, I like, I'm really happy that I'm doing it this way. And I'm like, I'm really pleased with the way that it's gone. So like the, the point of all of this is like, maybe this is, Maybe this is the precursor to, like, I can start actually going back through and finishing games now. I mean, you, you, you should. It's, it's, it feels good, and it's fun, and, and you already bought them. It yeah. makes it easier to not buy new games, too, sometimes. like Also like, that, even though I there are two games I'm going to have to buy next month. Ooh, I know one of them, guaranteed, is, 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 is uh, Calamity, whatever it's called, the uh, Zelda. Yeah, that's... That's the that's the one that I thought you would have had uh, more trouble guessing. The other one's the one I already mentioned. You've mentioned it, really? Yeah, it's Yakuza. Oh, Yakuza, duh. I, I I don't even count that as a as a as like a a, a game that that wouldn't even. It's like it like so you it's, basically... it's it's like it's not even a it's not even a, a decision. It's like <laughs> I basically already have it. Yes, that's exactly how I think about that. Yes. Oh God. You're I've, not I've wrong. been. I've already pre-ordered it. <laughs> so you know, don't pre-order games, everybody. No, no, it's it's. Don't pre-order games unless, <laughs> unless you have like <laughs> built up trust with that developer and like you already know. Or like the way I look at. Or if they're a live games as a service game, don't do that. Oh, Just... absolutely, don't do that. Because never I mean... ever. We all knew Avengers was going to be a, a a bad game, and I I'm not I don't regret the purchase. I had a lot of fun playing it with my friends, but but you're <laughs> referring to it in past tense now. Oh, I don't play it anymore. I I, what I don't did you even play it for like a week too. I played yeah, but I uh, yeah, but I didn't have work or anything. And I I probably spent something like three hundred hours in the game, so it's oh not wow like okay. I, <laughs> yeah, I spent that's I hard spent to a, do in the course of a couple of weeks. In like two weeks I probably played it for over way more than two hundred hours. It was it's a disgusting amount of time. <laughs> um, okay. Well that's I mean But when you have nothing to nothing like that you need to do, sometimes that's just yeah. how life goes. No, you just you just sink yourself into something. And those but, types uh, of games are built for that. Yeah, but the, the the game's not good. It's it's basically if if Anthem, it's it's Anthem if but it has the Marvel licensing, so you'll it gets a pass like from a lot of people just because you get to play as the characters and stuff. But I otherwise, mean, it's it's just Anthem. You you know what? Let me let me go back and uh, let me go back and find it. But we have a we have an episode of this very podcast that refers specifically to that. Yeah. yeah Where is that? Where are you at? One. It's like from is the beginning. Yeah, of Shadow of the Ninja. Yeah, yeah. Which I which I titled Shadow of the Ninja and the Avengers Anthem. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> because that's basically what we were talking about. Is like <laughs> yes. it's basically Anthem. Yep, um, and that's and I, not a good thing. No, it's not. I I went back to Anthem after finishing Avengers because I wanted to just get the the platinum trophy. But um, wow. so I ended up doing that. <laughs> I ended up doing that, and uh, 
I was like, yeah, this game sucks too. Like the actual gameplay of Anthem was awesome. It was actually really fun to play for, to, to get back into it and mess around with the, the characters and stuff. I was like, this is fun. This is a really cool game. It's too bad they just didn't do anything with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so don't pre-order games is, is the, unless, yeah. you know, like, unless you do. <laughs> okay. So I have a, I have a foolproof method okay. on, on when you should pre-order a game. Okay, let's hear And it. it's not something, it's not this something the... like reductive, like never. <laughs> yeah, because like, because I have games <laughs> that I, dumb. I have pre-orders that like, I have games that I'll pre-order. I have but... one game pre-ordered at the moment. I, 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 I'm in there with you. But uh. here is, here is the, um, here is the time. Like there is a singular time when it is appropriate to pre-order a game. Okay. And it is when you love and trust the developer of that game so much, like specifically as a company, like you love who they are and what they stand for. You love them so much that you want them to have your money, even if the game is bad. Yeah, that's I think that's 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 a really good reason. I mean, I think that's like the main like a, a the main reason out without any other factors at play the the game that i have pre-ordered is only pre-ordered because there is a, a deal where if you pre-ordered it you got like 20 bucks off or 15 bucks off or something on amazon one day sure so but, i was like well I'll give but it a you try. are prepared like you either have enough trust in that game where you know it's going to be at a certain level of quality mm-hmm. or you're just like it's fine they have enough goodwill built up with me where like i don't mind right if, yeah like i yeah. don't mind however this game comes out even if i'm disappointed i'll still be happy to have supported them yeah that's true and like I... that's that's to me that's the only reason or that that's the only circumstance where you should pre-order a game is if you are if you set yourself up for disappointment and you're just like no you know what that's fine I can deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, cuz cuz there there's so many pre-order bonuses and all this stuff and like most of the time it's it's pretty meaningless. Like I, I used to go for like pre-order bonuses and collectors editions <laughs> and all sorts of stuff like that. Oh yeah. And I'll be honest, some of it's really cool, but you know what? Most of those art books never get opened. That's so that's what I realized too. I I was big into like, oh, the collector's edition for this game is out. I have to have it. Like, you know, I have and all the, the the soundtrack CD and stuff. that has like a third of the soundtrack on it. To be fair, I and also actually, is a CD. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I do listen to the the music because I, I have a CD player in the car and stuff. So sometimes I'll put them in there. And I, I've 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 I haven't in the past, but in the last like four years, I've I've dug up all of my collector's edition soundtracks and actually put them in like a little you know like a like it's the nineties. And I yeah. have one of those zippered pouches where I put my CDs in it and yeah. use them in the car sometimes. Um, but I mean, I, I get you. I used to I used to bring my discman to school, right? Yeah, exactly. I would I listen to I it a, on the bus. <laughs> I have a Walkman, but uh, but yeah, I listened to Ninja Turtles on my Walkman. Actually, it was awesome. I Ninja Turtles had a had a like a live in concert thing. Oh, okay, <laughs> and I listened to that a lot. My poor mother. Um, hey, you know what? Like. Did she did she facilitate you buying it or buy it for you? Yeah, well, clearly. <laughs> then like she's culpable. 
the same way that actually, my think... parents are culpable for buying me the damn to be a master Pokemon soundtrack. Oh, that's you that's know dangerous. the one. That's dangerous. But I mean, that's they they know. They know. They know. Yep. <laughs> I, I think that like every parent knows that there is going to be a a good decade long period of time where their kids are going to be into dumb kid music. Yeah, and you, if you can if you know what sometimes the dumb kid music though is good enough where you can get a laugh or have a have fun with it, right? Sure, like, sure. So I think I think that that helps sometimes. <laughs> I think so. You know, speaking of pre-orders and, and not pre-ordering, I had the PS5 pre-ordered and I was pretty excited about it. Yeah. And then I I hadn't actually so I saw the I didn't care that much about the PS5 maybe eight months ago. I was like, yeah, I'll buy it eventually. I'm sure there'll sure. be a game for it. That's kind of still where I'm at. Yeah. And then there's then they had that the the trailer of all the games that are coming for PS5 sometime. That's a really September. good trailer. And I was like, damn, these this was like or not a trailer. It was like the whole uh it was like the 30 minute like you know, where they show all the different games that are coming out. And then they had another trailer for afterwards or whatever. Yeah. And and I was looking at all these games like, oh, my God, I want to play so many of these games. I'm getting so excited. So I pre-ordered the PS5. I helped my friends get their copies and everything. Like I was, you know, one of those at any hour of the night I, I was ready to go. Um, my favorite, of course, was when they were at the press conference. <laughs> these PS5 will, will go live on X day. And then the then they started like going live maybe two or three hours after that <laughs> announcement. And that was like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> we sort of told the truth here. Yeah, but uh, but I was looking at the games that are coming out, and I didn't realize that every single PS5 game is is going to be a PS4 game for the most part, except for Demon Souls. But I don't care. Um, I like yeah, I, I, I wasn't played Demon Souls. On, yeah, and so I don't. I'm I don't not need to play thirsty it again. enough for a new Souls game that I need to play Demon Souls again. Yeah, well, and like the reason Demon Souls became Dark Souls is because Demon Souls wasn't as polished. And yeah, like, I, there's but, a lot of stuff in there, actually. Yeah. Demon Souls as a actually there's a um, there's a YouTuber I follow by the name of Matt McMuscles. OK, uh, oh, I've, formerly, I've heard that name before. Formerly of uh, of uh, Super Best Friends. Oh, they broke okay. up maybe, maybe you've talked doing, about it. Yeah. Now he's doing like produced content. He does a he does a series called What Happened? Yeah. That is basically just about like developer backstories of like why did this game come out as a disaster okay sure yeah stuff like duke nukem forever and like daikatana hopefully yeah daikatana <laughs> like basically all of the all of the stories of like yeah what happened to make this game like this yeah and he did sort of a subversion episode on demon souls where it's like the development process for this game was a mess it was <laughs> a disaster everyone hated it it kept getting it kept getting pushed and delayed. They kept telling Miyazaki to change it. Um, all of the demos were poorly received, and like they pulled all the support from it. And yet it came out and was super good, and everyone loved it. Right. And like here's here's the whole development process of that. And like basically the reason why it ended up getting it, I think it ended up the publishing rights ended up getting dropped and and pushed around and that's why it ended up with like atlas as really? a as a publisher yeah the demon souls like originally was being made in conjunction with sony and sony right. was like um nah. yeah i think it was like i think it was shuhei yoshida 
who actually like put his hands on it was like this game is garbage right <laughs> like what are you doing i'm not we're not releasing this and then uh miyazaki basically got uh support from from atlas to at least finish the game and put it out mm-hmm. and you know once people actually got an extended look at it and they actually got to get their hands on it it was it turned out to have a lot more nuance and people actually got into it and it was it was sort of this like unlikely success story and yeah. so once it actually started making money then sony came back around and was like hey 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 whoa hold on hey there. that's <laughs> maybe we were too hasty here sorry, sorry we have no vision <laughs> and that yeah exactly <laughs> and then activision swooped in and I'm I'm leaving bits out, but it's a it's an interesting story regardless. The cool. the point of how Demon Souls became Dark Souls is basically like Sony was bankrolling Demon Souls, but like begrudgingly. Right. And then it made a ton of money. For what it was. Yeah. And once it made a ton of money, then the bigger developers were like, hey, um, would you like to make like a lot more of this? A lot and, more of this, of this and, money thing. Yeah, and and Hidetaka Miyazaki was like, "Yes, but Sony still hates it, so I can't technically make Demon Souls, but we can just make a game that's basically the exact same thing and just change it up a little bit so it doesn't look like we copied." Well, even just call it the same. Th- I'm sorry, not exactly the same thing. <laughs> that's what I mean. Like change it. Like change a couple letters. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz there's no cuz there's no, you know, there there is no um aesthetic overlap between demons and dark. None at all. Well, except somehow demons feels more D&D and dark doesn't. Yeah. So in terms of just like the title. Mm. Cuz dark just sounds spooky. Um but yeah, so PS5 is coming out, and I don't care about any of the launch titles except for I want to play Miles Morales because I really loved that on mm. PS. I love the Spider-Man on PS4, and I, I'd like to play that game called Bug Snacks because it looks really silly. Uh, but that both game of those are... upsets me. Why? Like I I don't know. It just like you mean the way that it looks. Yeah, there's something about it visually that it's unsettling. Yeah, I agree. Um. And but those two games I want to play and they're and they're both launch title or I mean you can you can play them on on PS4 so I'm kind of like well why don't I just do that and then I was trying to justify PS5 with um what you call it Cyberpunk and then I'm like mm. you know I'm pretty sure they said Cyberpunk was gonna have almost no loading on the PS4 anyways and I have I don't have like a very good TV it's just like an old you know 1080p 60 hertz yeah would have been awesome in 2008 yeah <laughs> that's that's just so I don't care about like upscaling. I don't need to worry about graphics. So I'm pretty sure I've been thinking about it lately because like Cyberpunk will be fine on it. Because like Jesse and I finally are in like a somewhat stable financial situation. Yeah, and we're we're we have a house now, and we're starting to think of like actually starting Dude, to get some nice things for the house. Yeah, you got to like the the TV that we have right now is like is the, the one cheapest one before? we could get in 2016. <laughs> okay okay yeah, it was the one that i saw when i was there yes yeah okay it's yeah, yeah. it's and it's fine yeah, and it's i never TV. really i never really thought much of it but like at this point like 4k is a thing that increasingly is a real thing yeah y- yes <laughs> that's true i mean like it's like the 
you know what I mean? Like the yes, first I couple do. of years of Blu-ray, it was like Blu-ray's there if you're like some crazy person. Well, dude, the 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 360 you could hook up to like it it didn't even come with HDMI cables yeah, like, when you think about that kind of stuff. It came with composite cables. <laughs> composite cables, yeah. And and so Actually it had that weird combination yep. composite component cable. Yep. I actually where it had like that. all of them. I used that for quite a bit. The... So you could literally hook it up with the inbox connections to a tube TV. Yes. And yeah. that and wasn't then, that long ago. And then, then they, then you started to realize how horrendous that was for some games. Cause they were like, yeah, we're going to make this game. So it doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the text like, oh, is off the screen. I can't read the, f- yeah, like, that's what I was about to say. Exactly. Like, oh, okay, thanks. Or you that's need great. a microscope to see it. Yeah. I was like, God, is my, are my eyes going? I thought my eyes were, <laughs> going really bad or something and then i was like oh mm-hmm. well maybe it's because they're just stupid and aren't well it's not their fault exactly it's just kind of the times right like yeah just what happens but yeah the wait oh you were talking about the tv so what what, what i was are, just what saying like we've been we you know we have we have three floors of and TVs. one tv <laughs> and like that hasn't really been a huge issue, but we have been thinking about like there there are a lot of situations where it would be nice to have a TV in the bedroom. Sure. On a lazy day where we can when, just we can just like throw something up on the TV and just like hang, just veg out in bed. <laughs> like the the only, times only... that it comes up the most is during GDQ. Oh man. Because yeah. GDQ is just on all the time and I'm just like Back in back in our apartment, we would just pull the. Uh, I remember. We'd pull our mattress out into the living room. Yep. And just lay in the living room and just have like the whole <laughs> living room just be a big like. Just like a bedroom. Just a big playpen bed area. You know, <laughs> just like mm-hmm. basically a big ass pillow fort, and we would just have it there, and we just chill out like that the whole week. And that's not now that there's stairs involved. That's not really like as practical. <laughs> No, in fact, it would be really, really impractical. <laughs> so it's a lot well, more you practical a... to just like mount a TV in the bedroom and do it like that. Wow, it sounds really adult, doesn't it? I know, right? Like, I don't, I don't know if I'm okay with. That. I never really like. I never really thought of myself as someone that would own two TVs. If I'm being perfectly honest, the one doesn't get played and the one doesn't get used enough. Yeah, don't we're you, at our don't computers you, most of the time. I was about to say, don't you even stream and stuff from your computer? And oh, then yeah. you have your PS4 hooked up in there, so when you're when you're mahjonging to the wee hours of the morning, it's, uh, it's it's on your computer, right? Because you don't move the PS4, I'm guessing. Did you did you talk about mahjonging into the wee hours of the morning because I told you about that, or did you just guess that I was up until four thirty in the morning playing mahjong last night? Well, you didn't say it last night. No, you. I just know that you uh, remember the last few weeks. That's what you said you play in your off time now, and I know you uh, said that you were. Uh, you you were mahjonging to get unlimited money in 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 six in Yakuza six. I lost it all. <laughs> mahjong? Did you lose it playing mahjong? I did. Oh no! I did. Oh, it no. wasn't great. I uh, I went on a I went on a winning streak and then went out and bought all of the things that you have to actually use money for in that game. Yeah. And then I went back there with like six hundred and something thousand yen and yeah. quit playing last night with like eleven. Oh Jesus. But then I went out and got. I hope into you mean it. just like eleven yen. <laughs> no, it was like eleven thousand. Yeah, I know. Still, I figured. Still, going from like the equivalent of like six thousand dollars to a hundred dollars, not great. <laughs> 
in one Especially trip when you're to trying the gambling to, parlor. And you're trying to woo all these expensive ladies over at the, uh, the, oh, I the already karaoke did that. place. I, yeah, no, that's that's done. I oh. I spent my money on that first because I had initially I had got like your priorities straight. Yeah, a, initially I had like two million. Oh, that's right, that's right. And then I spent more than <laughs> half of that on you know, what what are they called again? What type of the? They're not call girls. What's what's the name of the? They're um, the, oh hosts? god, they're. I want to say hostesses, but that's not what they call that's, them. I know. They are um. Ah, well. I mean, it'll, it'll come to you randomly while we're chatting. It totally will. And then you're just going to blur it out and it's like, yep, but we'll just continue. With I'm whatever really we upset about. now because literally like, why is it like this? <laughs> um, Did you end up doing the, the, so, okay, there's, there's some, all, if, if you don't know, which I can't imagine you don't at this point, maybe this is your first time listening to the podcast, but uh, Dean really likes Yakuza. I sure and, do. Yakuza, one of the fun, the one of the most enjoyable aspects of the Yakuza games is, in fact, all of the crazy side quests and fun bonus stories and all these kinds of things you can. The do. stories are really good, and everything that you can do in the game that isn't the story is better. Right, right. Um, and six has some has has a unique experience that you sort of did on stream, but didn't continue doing, where you can date girls online and. This oh yeah, this wouldn't be as strange sounding, except that they hold they on because use... there's oh because oh. wait, are we talking about are we talking about the online thing or the club thing? Because these well, are actually I was, different games. I was originally talking about the club thing, but now I was going to bring up the online thing because I just wanted to know if you ended up doing anything with that because you 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 did the first quest on uh the quest on stream and then didn't do the second one, so I was wondering if you ended up following through with some of those. I did. Were they were they as weird it's as, uncomfortable. as you expected? <laughs> I'm very glad I didn't do it on stream. Okay, they, really? it is it is literally the mini game is just press the face buttons in order, which is which is basically like Kiryu doing like hunt and peck typing on his keyboard. Yeah. Telling the cam girl how hot she is <laughs> and how much he wants to see her boobs. He actually says that. <laughs> Dude I will send you an image. Oh no! Oh, I, that like, would have been interesting on stream. Stupid. Even. Yeah, it was yeah, probably there, the right choice. Yeah, there the, is uh, a there. Yeah, <laughs> probably probably the right choice. I mean, the thing is, it is, it is hmm. not. Um, so it's weird because what they have is. They hire legit, actual Japanese porn stars to do actual live action camera bits. Yeah, right, right. So it's 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 real, quote yeah, unquote. It is a like, real I mean, person, just and, like and stripping and on of... camera. <laughs> when they're like professionals at it. <laughs> yes, they do it for a living. Here is this image. I'm nervous. Oh, yeah, that's that's strange. It's weird, right? <laughs> okay, okay, that's actually what he's typing in this image is this is, It's like every it's like every 15-year-old's <laughs> what they it, do yes. or like a 13-year-old when they get a calculator, right? Yes. That, that's <laughs> He is like 
he is <laughs> oh my god how do like how do i even explain it because it's so it's so uncomfortable um it is i don't know i don't think you do i think it, it is seriously like okay so it, it is a live action it is so a picture... live action cam girl thing you know and you know, you know there's, those... a, there's like a little picture in picture caption of like kiryu's in-game models staring down like through at a webcam the, yeah staring down yeah. at the keyboard and he just says like the most PG thirteen lewd stuff imaginable. Yeah, you have to you have to press square circle 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 square square, which spells B O O O O B S. Yep. <laughs> it's it's basically like if shout out to circle being used for O. <laughs> yeah, then everything else can just be a uh, square. Who cares? Oh, I, I believe I believe some yard work is being done. Yard work is being done. You know that's great because you're not outside doing it, and it makes it's lovely true. noise. It's like it's like those. I think they make. I don't know this for a fact, but I believe they make ASMR videos where they're in like settings or something. So this is just like some yawn yard work, uh, listening to a podcast ASMR now. <laughs> yeah, you know what I was actually thinking. What's that? Um, because we're like forty five minutes into this, but haven't actually started talking about the game yet. Mm -hmm. Like. It's been really good content. Sure. But I was thinking, like, because we haven't actually started talking about Mario 64, I might just download this and release it as, like, a midweek standalone bonus episode. Yeah, you can do that if you want to. That's, like, that's cool. It's going to depend on, like, I'm going to download it and maybe it'll just, you know, I'm going to download it and maybe we'll just keep it going as, as like, a regular episode. But I was thinking, like, we talked about a lot of, like, really interesting stuff here i think but so to I keep think, it from being it's... like a three-hour podcast rather than like throw it away rather rather than throw this this section away or rather than just let it grow to like a a super long podcast maybe we can like set it apart separately yeah so i'm i'm gonna save it with that in mind and then maybe it'll just continue to be <clears throat> a regular episode but That's i've been thinking about doing that when we because we get into like we get into interesting conversations where uh you where we kind of go off topic and it's good stuff but it's not really like it's not really like on topic mm -hmm. but like it's still good like well i think people like listening to it because that was the, i do too some people in your chat said that they liked just yeah. hearing us talk about stuff yeah absolutely i don't know just an experiment it can be it can or be or not uh, or not or yeah the the unplugged totally wild retro game podcast unhinged <laughs> <laughs> oh, jesus i don't think either of us ever gets that wild about anything uh i i was honest to god jumping up and down in my living room when the final fantasy 7 remake was announced the first time I okay was well dancing. sure i get pretty hyped for video games <laughs> i do too <laughs> I had a neighbor stop me the other day because I because I often stream with my windows open. Oh, sure. And uh, I had a neighbor like a couple doors down, like ask me what I was doing the other day. And then I have to have that awkward conversation about what I do as a streamer. Oh, with yeah. Someone who doesn't really know what that means. Someone who doesn't really like even understand video games that much. Right. And it's it's always kind of a it's always kind of a 
understand it's always kind of like a, a an uncomfortable thing but then like and they kind of like you get this look like i don't really get it mm-hmm. but it always feels good when they end up on like <clears throat> well hey that's cool <laughs> instead I mean, of like instead of what i usually get which is like and you get paid to do that i was about to say that's that's the thing that's funny it's like well yeah okay <laughs> and then you kind of feel bad about it because it's like yeah, I mean, I'm sorry you have like a like a job that's that doesn't make you happy. Yeah, exactly. That's basically it. Like I want to say like a job that's hard, but like honestly, like yeah, streaming's not, not easy. It's well, it's, it's, it's the, the act of streaming isn't what's hard, it's everything else, yes. right? Like it's actually everything else that goes and... into it on the back end that you don't see. Or or on those days where I think maybe maybe now you won't have that problem as much if you're changing the way you think about it, but it's also if you think about it as work, right? Yeah. Like if, if you're, if you're playing a game cause you have to versus playing a game cause you want to see the end of the story, it makes a really big difference. Yeah. And I, I have had to like, I have hit points before where I have to hit the, I have to hit the escape hatch on a oh. game that I've committed to, but I'm just like, this is not fun for me right now. It almost felt like you were going to do that during that punch, punch month or whatever. There's a yeah. couple, there's a, when you were doing dark souls, Dark Souls, I did hit the escape hatch on. Because that's actually I, the one oh, I was thinking you? of. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't remember. I, I just remember watching you stream one day, and I was like, "He is not having fun with this." <laughs> I I went through one, and I went through two, and I went through like ninety percent of three, and I was like, "I hate this." I yeah. like I am having so zero fun right now. Yeah, I mean, you're, and you're I just literally be playing done. the game the wrong way and yeah, the hardest I mean, like, way possible. Like, it, there's a reason why those videos get a lot of views where it's like, this dude does it, he parries the whole game. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's because it's hard, and no one actually plays that way. Yeah, I mean, it really, like... And when you set out to be like, okay, here's my here's my challenge to myself, is that... Um, here's my challenge to myself is that I'm, I'm going to go through this game with a reputation for being difficult and I'm going to do it in a way that makes it unnecessarily more difficult. <laughs> and I did it for most of the, you know, like for most of the games, like it felt bad that I was able to get like 95% of the way through that challenge. Cause I got, I went through all of the content in two entire games. Yep. And then like everything, but the DLC in three. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> like, and it's, it's, it's been a hard thing to, to understand because I'm stubborn with stuff like that. And I do like a challenge. Yeah. But when Sometimes. I am not having fun, nobody's having fun. Well, it's, it's really hard when there's something Especially if there's anything like if there's something else you really want to do, then it's then it becomes even worse. Like it, it makes it so much it makes it even less fun. Yeah, because it, it does give you the feeling of like, why am I doing this instead of anything else? Yeah, like you, you or, or yeah. And then you start to get that. Why aren't I? Why am I not feeling. just playing 13 Sentinels right now? Right. But I, I think like, you know, I set out to do a, a challenge like that because I want to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it sounds fun. And for a while it is fun, but it does wear on you over time. Uh, to be fair, if you had stopped at the first game, waited a few weeks, then did the second game, waited a few weeks, yada, yada, yada. It, it probably would have been a more enjoyable experience overall. Right. Because you kind of 
you you were doing things pretty back to back. I don't know. Like I, I gave myself like a good month or so. Yeah, you did between games. Maybe it's just doing the same thing. Yeah, I I think it's like I get um I get worn out doing the same thing for a long time. And you'd played three before. Yeah, and well, I played all of them before, but it had been like longer for the rest of them. So like one and two, I was able to play through almost as if it was the first time because I remembered so little of it. Mm -hmm. Um. Three, I played through in like 2016, but I played the whole thing through in like a week. Yeah, weren't you rushing through it to do the video, right? For yeah. YouTube. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it was a very different experience, and I had never played through the DLC or anything like that. Um, oh, that's right. And I just, I don't know. I just like I went through with the, but like playing one, two, and three. Uh, Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, especially considering I was going through with essentially the same build in all of those games. <laughs> yeah, there's not, you weren't even getting to like experience anything new. Right. I was just doing the same thing in all of them, which, again, completely self-imposed. Like, sure. that's something that I did to myself on purpose because I wanted to. <laughs> but it was like it. I got to I got to the end of that and I was just like, I if I'm not having fun, what I've come to realize is that, like, me not having fun is everyone else being uncomfortable. <laughs> like, there's a difference between, like, I've been, like, performatively frustrated with Mario Sunshine. Sure. That sometimes grows it, like, and a lot of that is just, like, a minor, a minor issue that just, like, I under I know that it looks silly, and I'll just kind of play it up somewhat as like that's dumb what happened mm-hmm. but there there have been moments of real frustration in mario in mario sunshine <laughs> and it kind of it in like when the moments of real frustration start to outweigh the moments of performative anger and frustration yeah that's when i know it's like okay like this isn't me just like this isn't me just like having a good time of being like, what the hell game? <laughs> this is like, I am starting to legitimately not have a good time. And I, I've been doing this long enough now where I, I can sense my mood starting to shift. And I'm like, everyone knows I'm having a bad time and they're getting uncomfortable. <laughs> like I, I used to think I could hide it and I can't like, no, you if, can I, tell. if I'm, Even if, you if I'm legitimately frustrated, everyone's like, mm, this is weird. This feels weird. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> because I was excited for you to play Sunshine 100%, but then I was like, uh, there was a couple days where I was like, I'm, I'm, I actually feel a little bit bad for D right now. <laughs> like, not in like that fun, oh, I feel bad. This is like entertaining. It was like, no, this just feels bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I will say this I've never done it 100% before. And yeah. I know this because if I had ever done 100%, then I would have known that 100 coin stars were a thing. So it's, it's weird. I, I, I remember, I, I don't remember them being as frustrating as they are. I really don't. I feel that way about the entire game. I'm, I'm, well, hold on. We'll talk about Sunshine another day. 